do your job. Dad like it's your job. Do your job. With Chris Zito. Do your job. He's a dad, a radio host, a father, a speaker, dad, an actor, a dad, a comedian, a dad, a husband, a dad, and well, a dad. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome once again to Dad Like It's Your Job. I'm Chris Zito, your illustrious host. I say illustrious because no one else will say it. I might as well say it. Um, We have a great conversation lined up for you today. Uh, We're going to talk a lot about meeting your kid where they are. This is a pivotal part of the last part of the Dad Like It's Your Job talk. The the talk is basically in three parts. The main talk, uh, you know, I tweak it uh, depending on the age of the dads, the background of the dads, whether it's faith-based or nonprofit or corporate setting. But the last part, the Dad Like It's Your Job part, the main part, we talk a lot about meeting your kid where you are, and that's twofold. One is you have to deal with the kid in the phase they're in. And, of course, that's the joy and the challenge of any parent is, you know, watching your kid grow up. Watching them grow up is miraculous, and also watching them grow up can be heartbreaking because you're like, what happened to my little kid? You know, I, I, had, I used to work with a partner that used to say, oh, my kids are senior citizens, <laughs> you know, and she missed having little kids. I remember she used to say when she'd see little babies, she'd say, oh, my ovaries are aching. I miss my little kids. <laughs> and I, I get it. Well, not the ovary part, but I get that. Sometimes I do miss having little ones, but here's the thing. You have to deal with them on a day-to-day basis with the phase that they're in. That's why I talk about never taking things personally no matter what phase they're in because it's just a phase but meeting them where they are has a lot to do with getting to know the kid you've got and just enjoying that kid you know we all have expectations when we become parents you know i mean when i you know when i have a kid oh if i have a son i can't wait to play catch with my son you know i'm a huge fan of uh field of dreams you know and that scene where he's you know he's in the field and he sees his dad as a young man the ghost of his father's a young man dad you want to have a catch i mean oh my god it really gets me and you know my older son played baseball all the way into high school well my 17 year old the baby no interest in any sports nothing nada zilch i mean <laughs> so you know you got to meet them where they are you have to deal with the kid that you've got and show them that love and you know that's why i wanted to invite this guy onto the pod because this is an important conversation to be having and this guy craig wilkinson that that i'm going to play our conversation here in a minute for you He's really cool. First of all, he's from South Africa, so he's got a cool accent. I love that. And uh, he's got a uh, he's got a website, craigwilco.com. He's a dad coach and an author and a speaker. And uh, we had a wonderful conversation. He really gets this stuff, and he has some really wonderful insight that I'm going to probably steal. And that's important to me because I need this information because I'm st- I'm a dad and I want this information. It's one of the reasons I wanted to do this talk. One of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast is to learn more. I'm still learning after all this time how to be a better father. That's one of my big goals. So here we go. Here is my conversation with Craig Wilkinson. Craig Wilkinson, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for doing this. 
fantastic. Good to be here with, with you, having this uh, very, very uh, warm-hearted discussion. I hope so. Yeah, we usually keep it warm. I mean, listen, I I always get a little warm and fuzzy when I talk about my kids. Most of the time. Me, me too. Most me of too. the time. Me too. Me too. Well, yeah, yeah. There's the other side too. <laughs> All right. So let's start with your dad qualifications. How many kids have you got? Just the two. Yeah, I've got a 29-year-old son and a 26-year-old daughter. Okay, so you've been at this for a while. You're you're a grizzled veteran like me. A grizzled veteran. I was a single dad for many years as well. So, oh, uh, no kidding. I went through that too. for a while. Yeah. 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 Wow. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah, a whole yeah. other topic. I'll have to invite you yeah. back to have that conversation. Yeah. I want to talk right, about single right. dad, yeah. single fathership yeah. too. But I wanted to focus yeah. a lot with you uh, because you do so much great work coaching dads, and boy, do they need it. We all need it. You know, we need help. It's it, it's a, and you know, it seems like moms are always getting together and comparing notes. This is one of the reasons I wanted to <laughs> develop this talk, Dad, yeah. like it's your job, do this pod, to offer right. help to dads because they we just have a tendency not to ask for it. So what are we doing? Men men don't ask for help, do they? No. Generally. Not generally. Yeah, yeah. That's why we yeah, we drive around. Before the advent of GPS, we drove around a lot, you know? We're just looking for <laughs> we stuff. Did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretending pretending we knew where we were going. Yeah, yeah. That that old joke yeah. sort of died with GPS, but that was always the yeah, case yeah. for sure. So I want to talk about, because this is such an important part of my talk, meeting your kid where they are. And that's twofold. That's what stage they're in, what age they are, and what kid you've got. So let's start with um, when you've got a youngster like a toddler. Because I don't know if you've had the same experience as me, Craig, especially with my younger kids. Because I sort of had two rounds of kids. They're not the same mommy. So with my younger kids... I was an older dad, and I would come home, and I'd see this kid on the floor playing with his blocks or playing with matchbox cars, and I would sit on the couch, and I'm like, this is better than anything on my television. I could watch this kid all day. And then I would remember, gee, maybe I should get down on the floor with him. You know, <laughs> you have that experience? Yeah. Very much. Well, look, I mean, my I was probably a younger dad, just had the one round of kids, two kids, but absolutely 100%. You know, I think it's so crucial for... I always say to dads, you know, for a mom, they bonded with the child for nine months. When that child comes out, the bond is is just a continuation of what's already happened. Mm-hmm. For a dad, it's a foreign thing that's come into their lives. And the bonding is not instant. You know, I don't know about you, but I, I stood in the delivery room and I was horrified. I mean, there was no yeah. there was no harps playing and, you know, angels singing. I mean, it was like, whoa, you know, is this is this is this what I sign up for? I mean, they're ugly. They're ugly. Let's be honest. Oh, I mean, yeah, babies, yeah, they... I, I mean, they're, they're not, I mean, not even a great mother you know but but very quickly you fall in love you know very very sure. quickly and, and uh and i think absolutely 100 i mean that skin on skin that uh mm-hmm. the only with the only thing we cannot do as a father is breastfeed you know everything else we can do and i think it's so important to do that and absolutely as they progress through life you know to, to play the cars with them to do the lego with them to do whatever it is that they they, yeah. they, they want doing the play 100 uh, percent. you're not my first yeah. you're not the first guest that's mentioned playing yeah. with your kids yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. On this pod, because, you know, as dads, we're so programmed to provide and maybe discipline, but yeah. playing is so important. And I love what you say about because, I, you know, I'm a stand up in my act. I have this whole story about how, you know, when I became a dad, it's a shock. Like mom, it is a shock. Mom is clearly <laughs> ramping up, but dad, I've never yeah. shared bladder space with this person. Like mom has. Yeah. So when it happens, yeah, that's exactly. it. I'm, I'm, uh, that's where I'm in. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So this idea of getting down on the floor and playing with them, I also have the experience of trying to play video games with my mm. with my kid. You know, I'm not not great at it, but you know. <laughs> well, you- we're we're a generation beyond that. Uh, look, I mean, my, my, my kids became my IT consultants after a while. I mean, they knew the stuff that I didn't. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, look, asking, I I used to do this. I used to say to my kids and and one at a time, I say, you know what? uh, Saturday morning is yours. What do you want to do? What is it that you want to do? And and have a date with them. And that was just awesome because they got to choose what we did and they therefore loved it. And dad showed, dad was showing an interest in them, in who they are and what they want to do. And it's just the most amazing affirmation, the most amazing love and the most amazing validation to do that. As opposed to, you know, someone once said that there's no such thing as, as, as fun for the whole family. There's always someone who's miserable in terms of what you choose to do. You know? So if you single them out and you do what they want to do, wow. then it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, so yeah. true. Just just try to sit down with the whole family and pick a movie. It's uh, I mean, it's impossible. Yeah. Somebody's got to oh, somebody's going to have to be like, all right, I'll watch it. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. I have to say that is such a wonderful idea. I'm absolutely stealing that one. Craig, this yeah. idea of yeah, yeah. letting the kids do a date with your kid and let them decide what they want to do. Yeah. That's fantastic. And you know, if you do it individually. They don't see themselves then as a collective. Or mm-hmm. as, it's an individual affirmation of who they are. And you go out and have fun. And you create the most amazing memories like that. Uh, it's, it's a great great habit to get into. Well, that sort of leads me into the other part of this that I wanted to talk to you about. When you meet your kid where, where they are is also, you know, dealing with the kid you've got. You know, you know, we all have met. I don't know, but I'm sure you, you know, you deal with a lot of dads and you help a lot of dads. I've also met dads that they don't exactly express disappointment with the kid they've got, but it's not what they expected. It they there's not a match in their personality or interests, and it's not so much disappointment, but they sort of throw up their hand. I don't know what to do with this kid. Like with my yeah, baby, yeah. who's now 17, I can't believe it, but I'm a huge baseball fan. I know that you're in South right. Africa, so we won't we won't bother trying to explain the rules of baseball to you. <laughs> but uh, but I love love baseball, and this kid. I remember taking him to a baseball game, and I'm explaining the game, and he literally looked at me and said, Dad, I have no idea what you're saying to me right now. And I sort of got the idea, like, this kid isn't interested in baseball. I, you know, why am I dragging him to a baseball game? It's just costing me hot dog money is basically all it was. You know, we were getting nothing out of it. So that's something that I had to sort of get used to. Have you had that experience? Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. I mean, I call him the cookie cutter father. You know, the the Mm -hmm. cookie cutter. You've got a bit of dough and you've got a shape. And you come and you sort of put the shape on the dough. And I mean, uh, the the way I phrase it is that we're not there to write the script for our children's lives. We're there to help them read the script that's already written on their hearts and their souls. Uh, So we need to be someone who reads them, who sees them, who gets them. I'll never forget my daughter. You know, she was about two years old and she she was reaching out for this heater. A hot heater which was on yeah and i said to her, don't touch that don't touch that blight it's hot and she looked at me you know with this imperious look and she said didn't move her hand she said i like hot you know i, thought, wow. Whoa. You know, I mean, oh, I mean uh, look i mean th- there's a clue there's a clue yeah. as to the kind of person you know she's uh strong-willed and she wants to do things her own way and she then, sounds like know, a, later, she also sounds like a risk taker which is always fun for a dad yeah, to watch yeah, their yeah. watch it their is, kids yeah. take big risks that's scary but like you say, yeah. that's her. Especially when it's a daughter, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I think of myself as a progressive guy, but I have confessed to my daughters yeah. and my sons how sexist yeah. I am when it comes to my children. With my <laughs> older children, there was one Christmas. You'll love this, Craig. I love the story. With one Christmas, they were they were with me, and they were I they were probably 22 and 18 at the time, maybe 24 and 20 around that age. They were both you know young adults, and. Mm-hmm. For Christmas, I gave my daughter this 
a great emergency kit for her car. You know, right. it had flares and a little reflector and the shiny blanket and, and you know, and jumper cables, everything she mm-hmm. needs if her car breaks down. And, you know, then after all the presents were open, later Christmas Day, my, my son said to me, he goes, Dad, how come you didn't get me an emergency kit? And I kind of looked at him, I go, just walk to the nearest gas station. What's the matter with you? I mean, it just, it never, it honestly never yeah. crossed my mind yeah. to get that for him. Yeah. I was always so worried yeah. about my daughter yeah. being alone in her car. Yeah. It's funny I that way. You. I hear you. Well, it's it's natural. I mean, I mean, back to your point, though. So I had an experience with my son. He, he's a very big, strong, strapping lad. And uh, when he when he got his final year of school, he, he started doing jiu-jitsu. Wow. And then a bit of M- MMA, mixed martial arts. Holy cow. Which, Totally shocked me because he's a gentle giant. I mean, he, he yeah. walks away from a fight. He, he, mm-hmm. But he became very good. He represented South Africa as a jiu-jitsu champion. And I remember wow, sitting at the ringside watching him do his first uh, real club MMA fight with one of the other dads whose son was also doing this. And we looked at each other and we said, man, this this is not what I would have chosen <laughs> for. And he said, I mean, I would have chosen synchronized swimming over this. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's so much you know, safer. Like, yeah, the less less broken yeah, collarbones yeah. with synchronized swimming. Exactly, you know, hundred exactly. percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so yes, indeed, it does happen. You know, and, and you've got to just tune into who they are. You know, if you're a Rambo kind of guy, and and you and your yeah. son wants to, wants to play the piano or do sure. dance, you've got to see the piano player, see the dancer, and validate that, call that out, accept it, embrace it, love it. Because if you don't, he's going to be wounded. You know, I mean, because yes. the dad. Yes is the man that your son and daughter look up to, most important man in their lives, for validation and approval and acceptance. And if they don't get it from you, it's a wound. It's a deep, deep wound. Well, you know, it's fun. yeah, and that's something that uh, we're going to get into more and more as the pod progresses. We're just getting started here. But, yeah. you know, my father loomed so large in our household. You know, I come from a Sicilian family, and I mean, there was an old-fashioned Sicilian family, very close-knit. My parents were very close, but... This was a throwback. I mean, my father yeah. was in charge of everything. It was really something. A patriarch. To, yes, a real patriarch, a real patriarch. He yeah. lived a wonderful, long life. And I'll tell you something else. He was the best guy I knew. So that right. tells you right. something about how helpful he was, you know, in what you're talking about. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's crucial. So, so the role that the dad, I mean, what, what, what do people say? You know, you, you are your daughter's first romance, no doubt about it. Yeah? <laughs> so how you, pitch up, how you pitch up as a man and how you treat their mother and how you treat other women. And, you know, I mean, it has, it has a huge impact on, on the kind of men. You know, you, if you, I say to, say to fathers, be the man you want your daughter to marry one day. Yeah. And uh, that's a hell of a challenge because, you know, if you think about uh, the younger you knocking on the door, asking to take your daughter out, I mean, how happy would most of us be, you know? And I would would slam the door on that kid. (laughs) Not a chance. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Because you know what's going through that kid's mind. So you want to model that, you know, because that's the Mm -hmm. standard you set for your daughter. Yeah, and, and so many, so many women end up, pursu- and, and guys too, in a different way, pursuing partners that have the same flaws that their father has because they want to fix them. Couldn't fix it in their dad; they want to fix it in the in, in the partner. And so you set your your daughter. And, and, and as a man, you know, I, I, I always say to people that as a father, I cannot teach my daughter how to be a woman. I can model beautiful things to her, but the one thing I can't teach her is how that that is my wife's purvey. Uh, but by the same token, my wife cannot teach my son how to be a man. That's up to me. So yeah. I need to model to him the kind of masculinity and kind of man that that I believe is 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 right and good for him to be. 
That's interesting. So that, that's that's a, interesting. And of course, it's a crucially important role. Right. It is, it is crucially important. And as far as meeting your kid where they are and the kid that you've got, we live in a world today where a lot of those gender roles or are really sort of blurred in a lot of ways. And you may have a kid that if you have a kid that's non-binary or trans or just if you have a son that has a real feminine side or a daughter who is extremely athletic and tough and likes to, you know, doesn't like to dress in dresses, you know, you have to be ready to sort of deal with that. As I was telling you before we got started, you know, my daughter, my oldest, my firstborn was maybe the best athlete out of my four kids. You know, she played varsity. She was the varsity point guard at her high school, played a little bit in college. She had a bad knee, so Mm -hmm. the college basketball didn't go too far. But I mean, she was extremely competitive. Her biggest complaint was, you know, these girls aren't competitive enough. They don't take this seriously (laughs) enough, you know? And I was like, you know, I get it. I get, I understand, sweetheart, you know, and you know, my, Mm -hmm. my older Mm -hmm. son played baseball uh up until high school so they were both athletes but uh yeah my daughter never never shrunk away from that stuff and that was something that was really something to see i didn't it was unexpected for me because this was this is going back a few decades now so yes 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 yeah sort of cracking the the gender stereotypes there right but i mean that's that's another thing to say to, to fathers you know you you set boundaries on your children's behavior but not on on their identity on who they are you know, who who they are is something unique and beautiful. And as you said, you've got four kids. Each one is just different. You know, <laughs> yep. Different. Uh, yep. And they pitch up differently. And, and and it can be a real challenge to dads. I mean, if you're a baseball-loving, sports-loving, you know, yeah. uh, beer-swilling, you know, <laughs> and, and you've got a son who's absolutely not interested, you know, I mean, right. it, it's, it's, it's difficult. But, I mean, the role of a dad is to get into who – look, every one of us wants to be seen, don't we? We have a sure. deep desire to be seen, to mm-hmm. be known. to be. And I think a lot of teenagers have a lot of angst because their biggest complaint is no one gets me, no one sees me. You know, And if you're the father who from a very young age gets your child, uh, it's very unlikely that you're going to have a bad relationship during their teenage years. You know, Get your daughter, get your son, know what makes their heart come alive, know what their favorite color is or their favorite food is, what their dreams and hopes and desires and fears are. Know that. See it, validate it, and if you do that at a young age, throughout their teenage years, that you're going to be their best friend. I mean, and I say best friend advisedly because our role as fathers is not to be a friend, right? Not at all. It's to be right. a, it's to be a father, and and and, and fatherhood <laughs> supersedes friendship. You know, there are times when you're going to make unpopular calls. You're sure. not going to be, but the point is, they'll know that you get them, and they'll know that you love them, and they know that you accept them, and and they're going, they're never going to stray too far because they they're always going to want want to come back to to the arms of dad because dad is the man who gets me, loves me, is in my corner, you know. Well, I love that, Craig. And, you know, I used to go through that with my older son. He was one of these guys called everybody dude, and every now and then he would call me yeah. dude, and I would always stop and go, yeah, it's it, it's dad. <laughs> Not dude. It's I'm not dead. dude. I'm dead. I'm not one of your buddies yeah. from high school. Yeah. You got you got to stick with dad. You know. Well, exactly. Exactly. I want to make sure that everybody gets to your website, craigwilco.com. So easy. Teach and train men how to be good men and good fathers, and also give them a platform to speak. You know, men commit suicide on average four times more than women, and that's international figures, three and a half, four times more. And one of the reasons is we don't talk. So if you give men a yeah. platform to talk and be vulnerable and make that. A good thing, uh, a courageous thing, and yes. you teach them what it means to be a man. So we, we we want to be the voice of the father that men never had in the country. Uh, I love it, Craig. That's a that's such a great match for our podcast because the reason that I wanted to develop this talk 
and do this podcast is to talk to dads and talk to other men and keep that dialogue going. As I said at the beginning of our conversation, moms always seem to get together and compare notes. And I really hope that as we go along, fathers, men will do that more and more. You know, when we sit down, talk about important stuff a little bit more instead of just the latest scores. You know, it's a, it's important. Well, that's that's. That's it, Chris. I mean, you, 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 two women, two, three women get together, and within, you know, for the first time they've met, within an hour they know their life stories, they know their pains <laughs> and dreams. You know, you, you, right. you and I get together, and we, we, we know the batting average of our favorite bat. You know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's about as deep as we go, uh, and, and it's cool. I mean, I, yeah, you know, it's I think fun. Dudes are dudes. Sure. You know I mean, I mean, it's fun, and it's there's a place for. It. I mean, also with men. <laughs> Our love language is is we rip each other off, don't we? we oh, rip yeah. each other off. You know? uh, unbe- yeah, of course. Think- if I, if if my buddies aren't insulting me, I feel like what did I, what did I do to upset this guy? Or is he not? We, we, he yeah, doesn't love exactly. me anymore. You know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But but it leaves a gap there. We don't honor each other enough. You know. We don't mm-hmm. say. Hey, Chris, I deeply admire what you're doing here. You know, I deeply admire your passion and your heart for fatherhood and your desire to teach. You know, we don't have that kind of conversation. Right. And I think we crave it because, you know, I always say to, to, to women, you know, the one thing men want most from you is not what you think it is. It's, it's respect. <laughs> It's right. respect, you know. Yeah, we, of course. We crave respect, and we we crave validation from each other as men, uh, and we crave respect from women, and and a lot of crazy masculine behavior is derived around this desire for for respect, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. Well, listen, Craig Wilkinson, I'm so glad to have met you today and to have found you, and uh, would highly recommend that people check out your site, uh, craigwilco.com. Really, really wonderful work. I appreciate you sharing your time with us today. Christopher, thank you, and keep up the fantastic work, man. Thank you, sir. Well, there you go. What did I tell you? Great guy, right? Insightful, smart, knowledgeable. Really, really good stuff. So be sure to check out his website, craigwilco.com. Uh, Very useful information there. Be sure to subscribe to the pod, Dad Like It's Your Job, on the iHeartRadio app. Subscribe, like the episodes, download the episodes, leave us a review. Please, please leave us a review and uh, hit that subscribe button, as they say. So there you have it. We will do this again next week. Thanks for listening. Tell your pals.